Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Parenting Today. This begins season five. Uh, we hope you saw the little um, update last week uh, to let you know that we're starting back with new episodes. Um, we usually start with fun facts. Uh, for those of you who tuned in uh, the last season, uh, that's when we started that that segment. But Kurt and I thought, okay, we have not had any new content in a while and Kurt and I we we have not gotten to really catch up that much so we thought we might do just quick family updates since this is you know parenting today maybe just kind of update on on the families because Kurt I remember we spoke over the phone I don't know if it was like a week or two ago and we were laughing that okay this sounded like a podcast as we were talking we were saying all Mm -hmm. this stuff we (laughs) we needed to talk about and uh, I I don't know if like that's going to be just the rest of our relationship together Kurt is just kind of it's going to seem like a podcast episode I don't know do you think Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I mean our podcast is just us talking so anytime we talk it's going to seem like a podcast I feel like that's yeah maybe so it's kind of like it's a circular thing yeah yeah so yeah real quick Kurt as we're going to get into the content of the today just any kind of highlights of the family from you know Christmas on well uh wow it's a lot that's happened then but uh my two-year-old Grayson, he'll be three in April, and uh, he's really gotten into the story of Rapunzel. Uh, mm, interesting. I think he saw a, a, a cartoon of it on YouTube Kids or something. I don't know where he saw it. It's not Tangled. It's not the official Disney version. I think he's seen part of that, too. He has the book. So he has a Tangled book. We have all these Disney books, and um, and he's very interested in Mother Gothel. Um, the villain of Tangled um, and Rapunzel. You should be scared. And it was, although he calls her Mutter, Mutter Gothel. And uh, he went into Campbell's uh, Star Wars toys and he found Obi-Wan Kenobi and he carries Obi-Wan Kenobi around um, and calls him Mother Gothel. So <laughs> that's his, his a Mother Gothel toy. That uh, it's it's Obi Wan Kenobi. So does, does Obi Wan anyway, Obi Wan's got the hood on, and so it might yeah look the hood like, on. Okay. And if you think Tangled, Mother Gothel wears uh, a hood, so I think that's where he's getting it from. Um, and so he he carries Mother Gothel around with him and all over the place. And he's that's what he's really into. Campbell is good. Uh, he is, you know trying to survive the, uh, the ups and downs of first grade. And, uh, that means we spend some time, I'm learning how to do math again. Mm. And uh, I thought I knew how to subtract, but I don't. And, uh, they've changed it now, how you subtract and add. So, <laughs> uh, gone are the days of borrowing. Do you remember when you would borrow, oh, um, like wow. borrow from the tens column? To well, go to the ones column or the from the hundreds to the tens, they don't do that anymore. That's, <laughs> that borrowing is out. So wow. um, that's that reminds me yeah. of inc- don't even don't you even think about borrowing. Neither a borrower <laughs> nor a lender be. Um, so <laughs> that reminds that me is, of Incredibles uh, too. And uh, you know the yes, dad say math 100%. is math, math is math. That's so funny. Yeah, you can't change math. Well, oh yes, you can. So it makes sense. I, I'm not what they're teaching them really makes sense. Like they're trying to teach them to visualize it in a different way um, instead of borrowing. Hmm. Um, as you know, like it's a visualization concept that hopefully that will uh, help them later on. So I get what they're doing, uh, but it's hard to teach someone something that you didn't learn how to do. So 
Uh, I'm always, I'll, I'll like compose this long text uh, to her, to his teacher who we know she's great and say, okay, this is what I'm teaching him to do. If I'm doing this the wrong way, please let me know. Um, <laughs> so that's, we're, we're working through that. Um, and that's what's going on with us. What about you guys? Yeah. I mean, if I'm thinking of the highlight, okay, it's gotta be, uh, we took our family to Disney world. Um, so my, uh, my two parents uh, went with us, and uh, that was January first. We left on that day. We ended up breaking the drive up into two days, because it's you know about twelve hours from um, Jackson, you know, with some stops in there and five kids, all that stuff. So we decided, okay, let's take our time to get down there. Um, I mean, it, it was awesome. Uh, you, you know, a Galaxy's Edge, the whole Star Wars world that's that's there now. I mean, it is so impressive, and you know, Disney is just it's amazing uh, what what all they do, but uh, the the negative was uh, we did come down with the flu while we were there. So oh yeah, my my mom got the flu, and then Will, my five year old, and then eventually Jillian mm. and Amber got it. Um, so that was rough. Obviously, that's not um, you know, something you want, not what you want, not, not part of the Disney experience. Uh, but we were still able to salvage the time there. And, um, you know, we switched off kind of Ashley went into the, some of the parks with the older two and then I would, and, uh, we were still able to experience a lot. Um, and who knows, maybe this should be an episode of parenting today, like parenting sick children and just kind of the, the challenges that, that mm. come up with that, that, that could be, a downer of an episode, but something that, you know, every parent's going to deal with. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of an update now. Um, you know, here we are, we're all healthy at this moment. So, um, we, we, we actually did a, this is just a tangent on the flu. We actually had a youth retreat over Martin Luther King weekend. We have a Presbytery wide youth retreat, multiple churches from Alabama go. We do it at Ridge Haven camp in Brevard, North Carolina. Great camp, by the way. Um, really enjoy them was just up there last weekend to speak at a retreat for a different church. And, uh, they're just really hospitable. So shout out to Ridge Haven. Um, but on the way back, all the youth ministers in the group text were texting and they were like, how many of y'all, how many of your students have the flu? And, uh, it was insane. Uh, the flu went through the, the girls. So like all, we had, we only had five girls get the flu of the, you know, 25 to 30 that we took. We only had five get the flu, but one church brought 19 girls and on the way home or the next day, they verified that 17 of the 19 had the flu. Uh, um, and then the other youth ministers. So the flu has made its way to, uh, the flu's made its way to Montgomery for sure too. That's, that's not fun. Not fun at all. Oh man. Yeah. Miserable. Well, look, Kurt, let's uh, let's break and then we'll get into our discussion for today. And I'm uh, there's going to be a an RYM advertisement in there. Uh, so here's a little word about YLT, and then we'll get into our conversation. Hey, everybody! Uh, just wanted to let you know that YLT Nashville is over with, but the audio has now been uploaded to the website. So if you want to hear from 
Scotty Smith, Sissy Goff, Les Newsom, Richie Sessions, Morgan Walker, and, and others. All of that content is available. You can download that through uh, the RYM uh, podcast. If you just look up RYM conferences, you'll be able to find that podcast, and it'll have all of those talks available as well as on the website at rym.org. If you go to training, you'll be able to find it there. Um, also, Wild Tea Northeast is going to be taking place in Paradise, Pennsylvania. Uh, James Forsyth, uh, Paul Miller, Walt Mueller, and others will be speaking there, so it's not too late to register. So be sure to get rym.org slash training uh, to register if you want to jump on last minute. Hope to see you guys there. Okay, Kurt. Um, good to see you again. Good to catch up. Uh, I know there's there's a ton as we were just kind of catching up on our families, uh, Kurt and I, letting the, the listeners in. Uh, we just wanted to, to catch up a little bit on some of the cultural issues kind of going on. And obviously, as parents in the midst of this world, it's important to, to be in tune with the culture, to know what's going on, to know, especially as uh, many parents listening have students who have smartphones and are seeing updates constantly from all sorts of issues, uh, you know, through Instagram and um, TikTok and other things. Uh, Kurt, uh, let's just kind of go back and and maybe start trying to to hit on a few um, big things. Uh, I I know, I guess when I'm, I'm thinking back, maybe starting off a little more somber, and uh, just talking about uh, the the passing of Kobe Bryant, uh, do you want to start there? Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, very tragic. And you know, I think one of the things that look, we're not going to say anything that hasn't already been said at this point about the about the the crash and uh, you know everything that goes on with that. And obviously, you know, a lot of people passed away, and some young people passed away, and you know. It, it was his daughter, awful. His daughter, correct? His, da- his daughter and two of her friends, hmm. um, and their and parents of each of them as well. So, uh, so, but I do think that one thing that is revealed in times like this that is interesting and of note and speaks to uh, the ancient wisdom that we find in Scripture is that when. These kind of things happen when someone dies much younger than um, we would normally expect. And I put that expect in quotation marks because the scriptures tell us to number our days. But uh, when that happens, uh, there's there is a consistent um, belief in the afterlife, which comes out in uh, in how people talk about when their heroes uh, die. Uh, I saw multiple posts and pictures of, um, where someone had taken a photo of Kobe and his daughter and, uh, had like turned them into angels, um, or had them playing basketball in heaven or, um, doing these different things. And I don't know what their, uh, what their religious life was like. Although I've heard, I heard just offhand that Kobe Bryant was like a devout Catholic. That may or may not Mm -hmm. be true, but uh, you know, but more important than any of that is just, I just noticed, and I think it's important for us to note that, uh, people are searching for meaning in their lives and meaning in what happens. And when things happen that people can't explain or that don't fit a narrative that they're comfortable with, they search for 
meaning, and that is what uh, God offers us in the scriptures, is he offers us uh, meaning, existential meaning um, and significance uh, to our lives. And I think that's, uh, you know, you saw that after 9-11 uh, or after Princess Di died um, or after Kobe Bryant. You, you'll see anytime this kind of thing happens, I think it's important for Christians to be ready to talk about the hope that they have within them because people are looking for that meaning. And, uh, and you know, they know um, – they know that there's, they know the truth, and though oftentimes we know the truth, oftentimes we try to suppress it in unrighteousness. We know the truth, and we know um, that we're made for God. So that's just my only takeaway from the whole situation. Yeah, no, I mean it's something that, you know, death resonates uh, with the culture uh, because we all know we are going to die. I mean, for the Christians, we know either Christ is going to return or we are are going to experience. Uh, death, either of loved ones or we ourselves are going to experience that. And so it does get the attention of absolutely everyone. And I heard, I think it's Burke Parsons uh, in uh, Table Talk, I think their March edition is dealing with fear. And he kind of opens up just saying, you know, so much of the just secular culture, I mean, those who just, you know, want to deny any kind of existence of evil and he said, you know, like death kind of reminds us all that there is, <laughs> that the, the Christian worldview does address that and does deal with it. And it kind of forces uh, others to have some kind of response to it because you can't ignore it. And, and obviously someone like Kobe Bryant um, passing away, it gets everyone's attention. And you saw all of the, you know, NBA kind of acknowledging that. About you know the the shot clock violation or, or whatever that they all were um, mm-hmm. um, taking that moment to to honor him. Uh, it was getting you know just the attention of the world, um, and you know it's it's neat uh, to say okay we as Christians can enter into that, we can address that, we can explain it, and um, yeah it gives us some opportunity to have some good conversation uh, with uh, unbelieving friends, but also as parents to to talk to our children about it and to take those moments. So yeah. Yeah, no, I, the the day that he passed away was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we met for fellowship Sunday night, I told my students, I said, everyone who was on that helicopter had plans for their life and for their day. Everyone did. Um, and none of them expected for that to happen. And that's just a reminder. You know, the scriptures tell us to number our days that our life is just like a breath, um, that no one is guaranteed a tomorrow. And it's a sober reminder that, our hope is not in this life, but in the life to come. So, yeah, I think anyway, I, th- I think it, it was a good opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and I know it's a it's a somber way to um, you know start off this fifth season, but that's obviously something that took place that we wanted to to draw attention to, and it kind of segueing possibly to maybe some lighter content. Uh, Kurt and I well mentioned. Can we can, can we move to one other maybe? I, I, I don't know how somber it yeah, is, but I think sure. it's serious. Yeah, go for it. And then we can kind of move toward brevity as we go along. But I think at some point we're going to have to have a whole episode about uh, TikTok. Yeah. And yes. now TikTok is not uh, serious in its essence. It's not a serious thing. Uh, but what is happening via TikTok is very serious. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, here comes the old guy. 
So get ready for the old guy to, you know, this is the person who years ago was like, don't be on Snapchat. And everyone got on Snapchat anyway. Wait, no one let me, let me jump in and interrupt you real quick. Just to at least say, yeah. why don't you explain what TikTok is? I don't know where you're going on this. Just for those who might not be aware. Just go ahead. So TikTok is a social media app run by a Chinese company. Um, and, uh, it is, uh, it's uh, it's a social media app similar to Vine, if anyone remembers Vine, where you made short videos. Except in TikTok, you can uh, use copyrighted music uh, and make dance videos where you dance to the music, which is what a lot of people do. And the long and short of it is, is that a lot of girls, underage girls, by the way, um, like very young girls, are... Uh, using TikTok to um, uh, to grow their fame, I'll put it um, as uh, tactfully as I can, to grow their fame. Um, and uh, they're doing so uh, by uh, using uh, their looks and uh, their uh, willingness to show off, um, to gather what you know I think young people would call clout. Um, but to gather a following and, uh, it is pretty disturbing. I've never been on TikTok. Like, I don't know exactly how the app works. I remember when it became popular that someone said to be very careful with it because it was run by a Chinese company and they were using, they were getting all that data or whatever, but it is very popular among junior high and high school students. I have multiple students, especially our girl students, and it rapidly encourages and vigorously encourages um uh how how careful do i have to be in what i say it encourages look you're talking to yeah yeah yeah. supposedly parents are listening to this so be be encourages girls to act yeah encourages encourages girls to act very slutty can i use that term yeah sure um it does and and um, we live in a time, I know that you want to talk about the Oscars and the feminism movement, but we live in a time in which, um, rightly so, uh, we're told to respect women, um, that that women need to receive respect. Agreed, 100%. I'm in on that. So I'm in on respecting women. Um, and the same people who, the same companies and the same uh, decision makers and the influence, influencers who are telling us to respect women are also encouraging our young girls to act like, dare I say, strippers um, online. And uh, that is very problematic. Uh, it is extremely problematic. I, I'm m- more concerned. I'm just as concerned about it as I was about Snapchat or about any of these social media apps. Mm-hmm. I, look, this is a hot take. I'm going to give you a real hot take right here, and then I'll let John talk for a second. But it's gotten to the point now where I'm really wondering whether we should just make social media illegal until you're of age. Um, (laughs) Like, honestly, it is, it's not good. Um, All these people who are popular on TikTok, because I've asked my students, they have names like, they're famous people. They have millions of followers. Um, There's a a girl with the last name D'Amelio, who is really popular. There's two sisters, and then there's a guy, and I don't know his name, but he's known as Little Huddy. I don't know who that is. I assume his name is Hudson. Um, and there's a bunch of other people. And these are kids who are not even um, – some of them are very young, 15, 16 years old. 
and they're being exploited. Now they're trying to cash in on that. All right. And I'm sure that they're enjoying being exploited. Um, but what it's encouraging and what we're idolizing has an effect. What we worship has an effect on how we act. And, Mm -hmm. uh, this concerns me is all I will say. No, that's yeah. Well said. And, and echo your hot take and your concern. Um, I'm having the conversation more and more of just the dangers of social media and, um, how strict we as parents need to be there. There are many, many concerns. Uh, so look, let me say, as far as TikTok goes, let's just go ahead and say, Kurt, that next week, let's just zoom in on TikTok and mm-hmm. talk about that because we know we need to spend some time talking yeah. about that. I mean, from just kind of the the conversations I've had, you know, from YLT, and this is talking to, um, you, you know, youth workers from all over the United States, as well as, you know, some students, TikTok has become the most popular app. So um, I think we need mm-hmm. to just, you know, spend all next week talking about that. So let's let's just go ahead and say that right now. And uh, while we've got just maybe 10 more minutes before we need to break until Thursday, uh, Kurt, the other thing I was, I was going to bring up was just uh, uh, Ricky Gervais and his opening monologue <laughs> at the, the Golden Globes. Wow. And, you know, as I was kind of transitioning from, you know, Kobe Bryant's death to, to this, um, part of, yeah, we could say, okay, Golden Globes, lighthearted, um, Ricky Gervais, all that kind of stuff. The reason I was going to kind of segue there with. Well, I was just going to ask really quick for those who don't know, the Golden Globes are what exactly? Like, honestly, if someone asked me, I would just say like they're the knockoff Oscars. But what what, what are the Golden Globes? Yeah, I mean, it's an award show and it's it's broader than the Oscars uh, because it does include television and movies their categories are not the same as like best picture best actor that they've got some some broader categories and um in many people's opinion uh public opinion it it seems to be a more popular show now than the oscars the oscars are just kind of getting a little too full of themselves and uh people just mock them every year and all that kind of stuff and so um the golden globes uh with ricky gervais uh opening um, he also tapped into a lot of truth and, uh, you know, as I was saying, kind of making the segue from uh, talking about the death of, of Kobe Bryant to this, that there were some somber comments that he made and some very, uh, sharp, truthful, uh, many people said just mean and kind of roasting Hollywood in a sense. Um, so mm-hmm. those who have not heard it and out there, I'm not going to get, you know, too detailed, but it was on network television. So a lot of it had to be edited. Um, but he says some very crass, nasty, uh, stuff. And just a little bit about Ricky Gervais, Kurt, you could probably give a little bit more, but he's a very outspoken atheist. Um, very, very outspoken on that. He, he gave, you know, but I guess more popular, um, uh, through the office, the British version of the office. He was the creator behind, behind the office. And um, that's really, I think, what put him on the map over here um, in the U.S. And, uh, you know, he's been in movies and, and things like that. But uh, um, anyway, that, that's just a little bit about Ricky Gervais. But but really what, what, what he said is, you know, this was his last time, I think, to, to host. And, um, you know, he kind of wanted to go out with a bang and he's like, you know, the ratings are down on movies, what we've talked about on this podcast. And so nobody really cares what, what any of you think. That's kind of the gist of some of what he was saying. And he's like, let's have, let's have a laugh 
at y'all's expense, you know, and just kind of sets it up that way. And he's like, remember, these are jokes, people. Let's just kind of be able to laugh. But, mm. I mean, one of the comments he said was just, again, paraphrasing, uh, uh, he said, you know, no one cares what, what any of you think. You're, you're some of the least woke individuals out there. You live a a charmed life where uh, you, you don't have to deal with many of the problems many of the people of today are dealing with. He said, just accept your award and get off stage because no one cares what you think. Don't make any kind of political statement. Just get your award and, mm-hmm. you know, probably had some colorful language as he said it. But but that I, was kind of the gist. Said, thank, I think he said something like, thank, thank your agent. Thank Thank your agent, thank your publicist, thank your coworkers, thank your God, and then get off stage, something like that. <laughs> but uh, um, and yeah, but but yeah, I mean, there was and just knowing me, just knowing me, John. What did you think that? What do you think that I thought about all that? <laughs> you were probably standing up, applauding, laughing, um, cheering. I, I don't know. What was your reaction? It was wonderful. <laughs> I mean, c- comedians are the last truth tellers in the secular culture. They're the last people who are allowed to tell the truth. Um, mm-hmm. No one else is allowed to speak the truth uh, because the um, the morality police, and I don't mean actual morality, but the fake secular morality, the knockoff or genetic or synthetic version of morality will come for you. But comedians can get away with it, and Richard Gervais uses that. Uh, he uses that. Uh, ability and opportunity uh, very well. And I, I think it, it's interesting. Um, many people who are uh, socially conservative, uh, who are uh, religious or would say that they're evangelical, they were cheering on this avowed atheist, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, strange bedfellows indeed. Uh, they, uh, but that that's kind of where we are uh, in the culture is that, uh, people are, I think I said this on one of our podcasts, actually, the last time that we talked about the Oscars, I said, people are tired of being preached at by mm-hmm. people. Um, you know, you shouldn't be preached at by someone you can't shake their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe in satellite churches and I don't believe in actors who I'll never meet telling me how I should live my life. And, uh, you know, your pastor should be someone that is with you at the key moments in your life, at your wedding, at your funeral. Um, you know, at the, you know, at the baptism of your child. And that's the person who preaches into your life um, because they've earned the right to be there uh, and they're called by God to be there. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. But I, so I enjoyed him making fun of the fact that of the self-important part of, uh, of, of Hollywood. I thought that was, that was awesome. I think a lot of people really enjoyed it. And yeah. uh, I'm sure they'll never invite him back. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, I would definitely say, I mean, for those of you out there who have not seen it, I mean, go to YouTube and, and look it up. And I, I'm thinking off the top of my head, you know, less than 10-minute video, um, you know, opening monologue. And There's going to be some bad I, I was going to say, very, very, very strong language, very crass comments and sections. You know, again, some of it was edited out. Um, but there there was a lot of truth that, that should resonate with us as Christians, uh, stuff that we could uh, agree with and you know it's it's interesting to watch just kind of the people's reaction to to what he was saying and uh, like you said it, it's interesting to have a guy like Ricky Gervais who acknowledges truth I mean things we can say as Christians okay that was a true statement and he's gotten a platform to where he's in that room with some of those people and he's able to make that comment you just wonder 
how they left that night, what they left thinking about, how it made them kind of question kind of their purpose in life and their goals and, and things like that. And so, um, you know, Ricky Gervais, he's, he's he didn't, in, <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. And I'll just tell you <laughs> the, the truth does, does resonate with us. Um, so, you know, you just, you, you wonder, um, what, what that, you know, made them think about, but Ricky Gervais, you know, as I've seen him on, um, comedians and cars, uh, getting coffee, that, that, is probably one of my favorite things to watch. Um, some of the questions he's, some of the conversations he's had with Jerry Seinfeld are very interesting, uh, very insightful. I mean, you can tell um, he's thought a lot about what it is he believes and the questions that he has and, you know, pray that, that he ultimately sees the truth of the gospel and uh, Jesus as his savior um, because he is a guy that has a lot of questions and he, he says some things that, you know, obviously bother me and make me uncomfortable um, but he's 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 a thoughtful um, guy at the same time. Uh, so, Kurt, look, why don't we wrap this one up? Um, we've got some other things we want to talk about uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, we'll kick Thursday off with uh, what, what's the segment, Kurt? Oh, uh, it's Thursday's Thoughts. There you go. Yeah, you're your favorite. We're going to ask some questions. Yeah. All right. So, hey, I'll mm-hmm. see, you, see you on Thursday, Absolutely. man. <laughs>